Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. This week, I'm so excited to introduce a new podcaster to my podcasting network, The Sonar Network. And um, yeah, this is our first time talking. I was just listening to her podcast, and I'm very excited to chat about it. So, I mean, without further ado, please welcome to the mic, Alana from Self Esteem Party. You know what, Aaron, thank you so much for having me. Sure, it was a bit of a hiccup, me getting all my audio up and running, and we can both admit it was my fault. But uh, yeah, you know yeah. what, everything on my end, yeah, everything on my end of the studio is going great now. <laughs> I'm ready to chat. You know what, actually, we were saying like how virtual podcasting is just so annoying now. You know what, I, I've, um, I've had worse uh, hiccups before we get started. So you're good. You're all good. Wow. Really? I'm like way worse. My... Way worse. <laughs> Honestly. In, in uh, the Self-Esteem Party podcast, my uh, husband and I, we do like the intro yeah. And I'll oh, and then I do the interview part myself that I am trying to record myself and I'm very bad at it. So every t- interview that starts, I like to bring up that there's audio issues and he's always like, stop telling people there's audio issues. They don't know. And yeah, I'm like, it's fine. Well, it sounds fine. I'm going to tell them anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to tell them anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. Like it's funny when I started to, I started to get kind of really particular about how everything sounded. And actually speaking of husbands, my husband was like, he's like, listen, I, I listen to like the most garbage sounding podcast. Your ear just gets used to it. And like, he's like, there are very successful podcasts that, pretty much sound like shit and you don't care as a listener you really don't care so i I mean as long as your audio yeah as long as your audio is clear but it's like you'll listen i mean it's like the top rated podcast bill simmons and it's like when he's calling someone you can tell it's a phone call you can hear that yeah that is exactly what what matt said to me he's like he listens to like some basketball podcast some really like famous basketball i don't know person and he takes call-ins regularly and the calls always are just like wretched so you know we do our best don't we we do our best and this conversation really reflects my sex life in all the audio issues we're having okay that settles the podcast and i'll see you later <laughs> yeah. wait it's not an hour flat yet you can't hang up uh <laughs> oh yeah that's right i was promised exactly one hour <laughs> yeah I was told again an hour. Oh my god, Erin! Um, but you know what? Okay, so I don't, I don't actually know you in person. This is the first time we're chatting. Yeah, it's very fun. It's I'm very excited because honestly, listening to I just listened to the latest episode of your pod, I honestly fell in love with you listening to this episode. <gasps> like, oh my god! Just your energy. Obviously, you're a fantastic conversationalist and a great host. And I know that the guest that you had on for the one I listened to was like a good friend, but like, I was like, oh, the chemistry, it's so natural. It's so like authentic. I was just like, oh, okay, I am so jazzed 
to talk to you. She made me cry. I know that I'm was an cry emotional on this one. Podcast too. Great, let's do it. <laughs> I'm invested. Here. <laughs> I'm wearing mascara because I have a uh, Skype right after with a domination client, but you know it can be. It you can know be what? Smudgy. It's fine. I'm going to say thank you for justifying why you have the mascara on because for you to walk around here acting like it's okay to just wear mascara for no no reason is unacceptable in a pandemic. (laughs) It's unacceptable. No, I won't have it. If you're walking around being like, I'm going to continue as normal and get dressed as normal, don't talk to me. I don't care. Oh my God, no. I'm wearing giraffe slippers. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm wearing a shirt with a a baby goat on it that says, don't make me mad. Oh, your client's going to love that. Come on. (laughs) I think, yeah. Don't make me mad. I think I could swing it. (laughs) I think you, I honestly, well, what would this smudge mascara? I mean, it kind of goes, you've got this whole look now. This aesthetic. Yeah. This kind of grungy pajama aesthetic. That's hot. Uh, Aaron, I got to say, speaking of listening to each other's podcasts, sorry, I'm not trying to hijack your podcast, but I have to say about your podcast. Hijack away. When, uh, because this was, we, Sonar was so lovely to arrange for this, for um, uh, us to do this before I debut on the network, which I'm excited about. Um, but when I listened to your podcast, like they had asked me being like, if you're not comfortable talking about this kind of stuff, I understand. I listened mm-hmm. to your podcast and I was like, I can't believe I'm not on this every week. <laughs> like, am I not co-hosting? Your podcast, that... <laughs> how am I not co-hosting? Your podcast is right up my alley, dude. And it's so bold. And I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yay. Thank you yeah, so much. It's the best, dude. Yeah. Oh. I, you've got yourself a new fan. And I'm not even a podcast listener because I'm like not enough me. That's my complaint about every podcast. But uh, <laughs> yours, is, yours is great. It's very... Uh, very racy. I love it. Very yeah. honest, which you know from my podcast, I'm big on. I'm big on honesty. Sounds oh, yeah. Like it, it was raw. Your your podcast is raw. Yeah. I love it. Yikes. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so tell me then, why do you think, like, I need to hear your pitch of why do you think you should be on my podcast every every week? What about you, like, fits so well to be, like, talking about sex publicly <laughs> to me? <laughs> Well, okay. One, I'm sorry. No one can deny this connection. I think this is going swimmingly. So right out of the gate, you and yep. I get along. That's important. Done. But two, Chemistry. I, yes, I have the most colored sexual past. Let me tell you, I had a good, a good 10 to 15 years where I decided uh, se- sexual partners were disposable because it's just sex. And wow. boy, and boy, much like, much like a tampon that you use and throw away, that was exactly how I conducted my sex life. Yeah, so you just name a, yeah, you name a genre, a topic, you give me a name, I probably have somebody under it. So Okay, it, ready? Just, I'm going to give you a name. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Michael. I have two. <laughs> Two Michaels. I want to hear about Michaels. both. Let's do it. Michael number one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Michael. Michael number one was just was was after I had broken up with my high school boyfriend, who I lost my virginity to. So I have like zero experience, gotcha, right? Gotcha. Well, no, not I have one person experience. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like um, I had just dropped out of school. And I was still living in Toronto. This is before I moved to Chicago for a bit of time. And we met. This is classic. Like, you meet at a bar. You're flirting. I'm like, I'm single. 
I can single. pick people up. I can do, yeah, I can do whatever. We went back to his house. He was, he was so drunk. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't get it up. A classic situation. He was so situation. drunk, he couldn't get it up. Yeah. yeah. I still flipped over. Then in the morning, it was like, he was up, he was ready. I'm laying there naked, whatever. And it was like the kind of sex that you have where it's like, a bit of a day long event, kind of like going to work nine to five, oh, a bit of a day long event. Hell yeah. Yes. It really worked itself out. It was good. It was like, obviously later in life, I would understand what great means, but it was good because it was different from the high school boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? It's my yes. first different experience. Anything different yes. really would have been like yes. oh, a breath of fresh air. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. The Michael number one. one. Not bad. Not bad. Michael, not, number one, not bad. Not Michael, where I thought the story was going. <laughs> not where you thought it was going. It it's surprised a me. Story. <laughs> Michael, number two. What had happened was he had just broken up with somebody when we were kind of like hanging out. So it had to be on the down low. That was the first mistake. So this <laughs> first was, red flag. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, <laughs> red flag. So this is the first red flag. So <laughs> it's the whole thing's happening in secret. So we're seeing each other at crazy hours at this, this, and this. He has a massive drinking problem, right? Oh dear. And red flag number two. Okay. Red flag number two. So he used to call me wasted every night between the hours of one and six a.m., telling me he loved me crying, being like, oh, I just want to be with you. I just wanted this, this, and this. And I was like, I'll tell you what. This lasted eight months. I go, I'll tell you what. Eight you called me eight months. Eight months. I know. I, Aaron, I know. Here's the thing. <laughs> he had a huge dick. So I was like, I got to stick around for this for a bit. But yeah. <laughs> for eight months, he would call me. And I said, I'll tell you what. If you call me between the hours of nine to five and ask me to be your girlfriend, I will say yes. Yeah never did what a big dick yeah i mean literally yeah. but he didn't remember the conversation because he was wasted when i said it and then oh. yes years later i did this um show where i interviewed a panel of my exes and i told him that <laughs> i love that by the way <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah. a great premise that one that one was bad that and i got <laughs> Of oh my course God, it was bad. That's a train wreck right waiting to happen. It was absolutely bad. But I told him, I was like, you never called. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you never called and asked me out. And he was like, "You, I, I don't remember that happening. And I was like, well, it did. But then managed to muster up enough sobriety a week later after I said that to him and he never called me to call and tell me he got stabbed. And I was like, listen. What? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> listen, did you just say you just you just say stabbed stabbed with a knife listen Sta i was okay like, just checking okay it's the middle of the night all i say is do you need money i'm like half asleep i go do you need money he was like no and i was like okay and then that was it that was Wait. the end of it <laughs> you know questions about the stabbing no no just does he need the money i don't know how it goes i've never been stabbed maybe you need money <laughs> do you need money <laughs> And that was it. He, well, no, you know what? I didn't even tell the story properly. <laughs> because I, I need to know the timeline. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, here's, here's how I didn't tell it the right way. Because I, I forgot. It wasn't, it was in his friend, Mike, who called me. And he said, Mike got stabbed. So I thought it was him calling me to tell me his friend, also Mike, got stabbed. 
then I found out it was him who got stabbed. And I was like, you know what? That's Mike number three. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if you need the money, you have the money. If you don't need the money, I can't deal with this drama of who has or has not been stabbed. So that's it. That's, that's Mike number two. Epic. E- epic story. I and mean, then there was a Mike number three that was fine, that didn't get stabbed. But you were worried maybe Mike number three got stabbed, but he was okay. Well, I was worried. I mean, I liked him enough to offer him the money. <laughs> if I mean, he needed money yeah in the, i mean that's an in, okay that's an insane situation it's in, it was insane it was just like it was such but it was really reflective of the sex because the sex was really aggressive yeah. uh not in a not necessarily like in a consensual way right yes, so yes. We, yeah we I'm, both yeah I'm going to assume that unless you're telling me otherwise, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. We'll make this assumption moving forward. Okay. Because just so people know, so the listeners know, I am the aggressor. Just so everybody knows. Okay, so great. So I'm the aggressor, okay? But it was really like this, It the sex was very reflective of the relationship. Very torrid, very aggressive, very like, um, it, it very sporadic in your face, very like, you know what I mean? And And then just abruptly ended. It was just like that because... When I mean, you know how this goes. It's like when you have somebody that's you're not dating and you're not whatever, and then you guys have sex, you leave immediately. It's done. There's not even a, oh, I'll see you at this time. You're just like, bye. Yeah. See you when I see you. Yeah, so see you when I see you. Exactly. Exactly. And yep. that's how the relationship ended. It was just like that. And then just never heard from him again until you asked and, him. Until the panel. The panel of yours. <laughs> until the panel. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm airing. And then also, and then later. the stabbing. Okay. And years later, we did the panel. Years later, and he was like, "Okay." And on the panel was me, a guy, the last guy I'd broken up with, and my ex that didn't speak English. And that was the panel. No, wait, he wouldn't do the panel. He wrote me saying, "In he he had his brother send me a text." Yeah, but he wouldn't he wouldn't do it because I don't. It was confusion as to what was happening on the panel. Let's we'll just say that confusion. (laughs) What is with the guys getting their friends or their brothers to text you rather than just texting them, calling you themselves? Well, here's the thing. It was a bit of a language barrier. He he didn't know English. His brother knew English. And then Mike was stabbed. So that was his issue. (laughs) So he needed, okay, it's understandable now. Okay. And Mike was stabbed. So that was his issue. (laughs) (laughs) Two totally separate valid issues. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) This is really funny though. Um, This kind of is making me think of a a conversation I had recently. Um, I have a client who's into SPH, um, which is. Okay take a venture if you if you don't know i'd love to hear what you think sph is regardless of of if you know or don't know um single parent hardships i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so i have so i have a client who is into single parent hardships (laughs) that's what the story was because it's like it's like role playing being like I gotta take care of the kids I don't have time to pick them up and dinner you know yeah, real sexy and, yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like I'll help you <laughs> okay when you put it that way it kind of makes sense um, okay so, go okay on. so SPH is small penis uh, humiliation so ah that um, makes way more sense <laughs> <laughs> um and. Something interesting came up because this person likes role play and like, so we've done SPH in like every way that you can do it. So we're trying to think of like new creative 
like storylines and kind of twists on it. So th- something that just we just came up with recently mm-hmm. is the fact that so the role play was like me talking about ex-boyfriends. My history of ex-boyfriends is that I date like these hot gym rats that have big dicks, but they're all big dicks. Like they're yeah. all just complete assholes, right? Because they yeah. don't need to be like adult at all they don't need to be functioning whatsoever because they have the big dick so they're just assholes and that's that's my relationship past right so Mm -hmm. the twist on this sph is like oh okay well you have a small dick and you know that's why you're like such a lovely person like you're you're caring you're attentive you're empathetic you're sensitive and you're charming and charismatic and like all of these things you know and you have to be that way because you have a small dick essentially so uh-huh. it's like talking about these differences and like the extra added thing was like that specifically he had to be like you know, more nice and more sweet and more agreeable, um, you know, because I'm used to the big dick asshole. So he's got to go overboard on being the most loveliest human ever, because that's how I will fuck him with his small dick. Like, he's got to be like, like to a ridiculous nth degree. To um, compensate. uh, To compensate. Yeah. So that kind of because that that's coming from me being like, okay, Usually when I've had sex with people with big dicks, um, it like overall, I'm like people that have like average size dicks or smallish dicks are kind of better in bed and better yeah. people like relationship wise. It's true. It's absolutely true. And it's like because that's the problem with Mike Big Dick is he was like <laughs> thought that was enough. Yes. He thought the size was enough. MBD. And it's. <laughs> there you go and be deep in it and i'll tell you this so if you're trying to if the whole point is this humiliation of this single parent hardship guy yes yes i'll tell you a story i once slept with a guy his dick was so small that i didn't know we had sex yeah been there. and it was like and i felt i didn't make fun of him i didn't I, you know what i mean it was like i I was just but you're just genuinely not sure I just didn't know and he just all of a sudden got up and was like that was great and I was like what wait what I've been there oh I've been there I have no idea I felt I felt I'm glad I played it cool the way that I did because he was a friend of mine right it's not even like like if someone's a stranger it's like uh, and you know people are saying whatever they say it's like I'm never going to see this person again but this was a friend so this was important I couldn't mess this up right to make him feel bad in this way but here's the thing. I'll say this. Listen, knows how to go down on a woman. Hey, he, he, hey. he knows. There you go. They have toys. Go, right? They have lots yes. of cool toys. Yes. You know, they have lots of cool, like, ideas and passion for, like, non-penetrative sex ideas. He, a good kisser, which is big. Good yep. kisser is big. Huge. So I was like, I'll take that. Like, but that was, yeah, that's my, that would be the smallest dick I ever slept with is that I didn't know I slept with them. You yeah. know, one of those confusing moments. Been there. I thought, yeah, been there. I thought it was, we were like getting started and just like some grinding was maybe happening that's, at exactly. that point. Exactly. Yeah. Just some grinding. Yeah, yeah. 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 So totally been there. And like not to, this is something that comes up for me, like in my professional stuff, just because of SPH. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the other slant of this conversation is like you know, we're not the people, us us two people that don't have dicks are not the people who should decide 
whether dick size matters. Like, I feel like the conversation of like, does size matter is always centered on cis women rather than people that have dicks. Um, Yeah. Well, does it matter to them? It doesn't fucking matter what we think of. Like, why does my, my opinion literally does not, should not matter to you. Obviously it does because um, toxic masculinity, but all our bodies are, are, fucking lovely and beautiful and i've had lots of like again centering (laughs) centering the conversation on me a person who does not have a dick but i mean all my experiences with all sorts of dick sizes there's been a range of experiences you know and it's really not dependent on the size of the dick whatsoever if you really need to hear our like cis women's opinions on whether size matters which i actually really don't think that's important whatsoever um i'm gonna tell you it doesn't matter uh, here's my opinion nobody asked for. Yep. Who was the one who decided it mattered? Why would these uh, guys, stand, people with penises, stand around and be like, this is what women want, this is not what women want? As we know from hit movie, What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson, <laughs> unless you get a power that tells you women's thoughts, don't make any assumptions. I've never complained about a penis size that sexual experience with that guy that had a smaller penis was still a good experience i didn't complain about the experience i i got off it was you know what i mean i was like works for me and he got off i go works for you and you know what i mean so it's like that's the thing is that i'm like and you you were right when you were saying about the medium to maybe uh, average to small um in sizing usually ends up being like better partners because there's no ego surrounding it. And mm. that is, that's where I have a problem when whoever's deciding big dicks matter um, because there's like an ego surrounding it. And I'm like, that's insane. You can't, it's like me being like, <laughs> she has bigger boobs than me. She's smarter. This is madness. Yes. <laughs> you can't just, you, it's just me making something up. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we've learned boobs are boobs. This is it. Nobody cares. They're right there. They're in front of you and you go, I'm in. That's it. <laughs> yes. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. Yeah, 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 totally. And and this is interesting because we're kind of pivoting now to self-esteem, right? So, Woo! which you're a topic you're very well versed on. So, I mean, this is to say that folks of all genders experience, you know, poor body body image, yes. right? Yes. yes. Like and and it impacts our sex lives hugely. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. So I had uh, years and years and years ago was suffering, suffered from an eating disorder. And I was actually worse in bed then than I am now because I was so insecure and I didn't want the lights on. I didn't want to be on top. I didn't want, you know what I mean? I just didn't want someone to see my body. And now that like, I'm going to take COVID off this list because I mean, in COVID it's like, how anyone you know what I mean I'm like don't count COVID previous to COVID though pre-COVID um I'm gonna (laughs) oh yeah I PC baby (laughs) yeah that's the meaning of PC (laughs) oh wow this is gonna get us in a lot of trouble so PC (laughs) I was at the peak of my sex life because I finally was just able to be like this is my body and joy and of course to my husband like I said he sees boobs and he was like, he could care less whose they are. He's going, these are great. 
This is the best day of my life. <laughs> the best day of my life. The literal best day of my life. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Like, even for me, like, my body has changed throughout my life, clearly, like most of us. Um, yes. And, like, to think of the body confidence that I lacked when I had a much better, like, aesthetically, you know, better oh my body. God. Even though all, all bodies are better, all bodies are perfect yada 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 but like you know I I had the weight distribution like probably in places that I would have preferred to have it in you know early 20s let's say and that was yeah. when I was at the lowest of um you know my own body image yes I I'm telling you it's like I used to straight up have a six pack which I'm now realizing is useless but nonetheless <laughs> it was a goal I had made I I got it and it was like if you were ever to when people visualize like how they want to look, it's like, you want to, you know, you want to look good on top, nice and tight, nice and whatever, which is unrealistic. But it's like, this is we in a movie and whatever, this is what we're going to see. Right. And it was like, I did it somehow against all odds. I did it. And it was like, you couldn't get me to show you if your life depended on it and my life depended on it. It was like, you were not going to see this body. That was like what would be in a magazine. And now it's like, sure, I'll be in a magazine now, like Good Housekeeping, you know, one of these. And (laughs) Reader's Digest. Yeah. It's like, will I be featured as sexiest woman in Reader's Digest? Yes, I will. This I'm confident in. This for sure I can do. And that's, and listen, that's PC post COVID. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, still stands. Still yeah, works. yeah. No, I got. Yeah, I remember. But yeah, the self, the self-esteem stuff. It's like I. It it is insane how much they're tied in and how little people know it. How few few people really realize that your self-esteem and your self-love will actually affect either positively or negatively. Negatively, sorry, your sexual experience because one of them will keep you present in the moment and the other one is going to be running crazy dialogue in your head even being like am i good is she liking this or is he liking this or is he were they enjoying this or like you know what i mean and it's like you won't be able to pick up on the physical cues happening in that moment because you're so busy narrating yourself and questioning yourself and on the podcast we we've talked about this in the past about um you know, sexual experiences and stuff like that and how it was like, it didn't get good for me until I was like, Alana, your attendance is enough. That's yeah. it. You showed up. You showed That's up the, today. The, the, yeah, the hardest way to have sex is when someone doesn't show up. So if somebody shows up, you are off to a great start. Yeah. It's only up <laughs> you're, off to, you're off to such a good start. I'll just say this. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. 
Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's tough to talking about body positivity. Like I recently, mm-hmm. um, I was teaching I have this ongoing series, uh, a wellness domination series. And part mm-hmm. of it is like assigning task work and homework for your subs and stuff like that. And part of this mm-hmm. task work, like I was trying to divide it all up into sections, right? So one of the sections was like body positivity. What tasks can we give ourselves or give our partners or tasks that we would like ourselves you know from our partners surrounding body image um, and body positivity and something that kind of came out of it was this idea of um, like throw aesthetics out the window essentially it's like Mm -hmm. focus on how your body is useful to you yeah oh I love the function of your body Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I literally had a session with a person who was having a lot of body image stuff going on. And, um, you know, I was trying to challenge him get by essentially getting him to do tasks. So I was like, okay, tell me, you know, three parts of your body that you love. And he couldn't really come up with <gasps> even one. Oh, oh, that's killing me. So oh, I was, oh I know, God. I know. So I was like, ooh, okay, maybe this is already kind of toxic positivity, me, tr- me, me saying that because some people just maybe can't even find a part of their body that they love. Mm-hmm. Right? So then I was like, okay, let's switch this. Let's real quick <laughs> uh, pivot this conversation <laughs> to, okay, what part of your body are you thankful for? You know, okay. talking, talking about usefulness. Um, Mm -hmm. What does, you know, does the most for you? Name me three things. And he still couldn't name three, but managed to uh, say one, which was his teeth, because they help him eat. Okay. You know? So then we kind of developed, which is very true. Yeah, it's very useful having (laughs) teeth, right? Um, And, you know, he's always had good dental hygiene and all this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're not too crooked and they're not too yellow. And he's, like, generally, like... Again, I mean, that's aesthetics, but we kind of developed a task of like, okay, well, every morning, you know, I want you to do like a positive affirmation surrounding your teeth. And again, let's not move into like toxic positivity territory, but like, let's thank our teeth right now for all the things. Let's make a list of all the things that your teeth do for you. You know what I mean? So I made him do a list, uh, you know, because they help you form words and they assist with speech and all of this stuff, right? And so, okay, instead of focusing on aesthetics, we're going to do like affirmations surrounding that and, you know, assign the task of every morning you're going to do these three, say these three affirmations about the usefulness of your teeth. You know what? I Here's why I love that. Because it's actually better that you started with a simpler version rather than of the body positivity, but it's all body positivity, but I mean the thankful, right? Mm. Of a function or something Mm. very simple, very um, pared down because that's accessible. So for example, 
if I'm walking, I can be like, my legs move. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You can be like, my legs move. Okay, well, because they move, where can they take me? Mm-hmm. What can I do with them? So even if you're like, I walked to go meet a friend, well, all of a sudden you have a friend. That's going to make you feel good. You must be some kind of an okay person if you manage to have a friend. Like little, like I just love starting with simplicity. I also love the writing down because you're repeating it. Like you yeah. said, it's like first they say it to you. Yep. Then you say, okay, write it down. So yep. now that's two. And then they read it. That's three. That's three times and you've then reminded they say it yourself. Aloud. And then they say it aloud. So now we're at four. So it's like, yeah, they, yeah. that's like, and the, the doing it daily is so important. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I'm all about, like, if I had it my way, I would have sex every day. And listen, my partner more than satisfies me. It's just, you know, as people get older or stuff or like different relationships uh, you know, change and mature libidos and, relationships yep. change and mature yep. but for me i'm game on every day it's a non-issue i could be in the middle of like 50 push-ups and you could be like oh and did you want to and i'd be yep, naked right yep. that's it ready to roll it's not drop, a bro- I'll, I'll literally <laughs> drop anything i'm doing yeah yeah literally you yeah. do push-ups into my vagina sounds good like no problem <laughs> i'll I'm keep so doing this you just right under. but the reason why yeah just get under me <laughs> whatever the wherever. reason why the reason why I love it is because it's an instant feel good. And I'm like, if I can do something guaranteed to make me feel good every day, why wouldn't I? Well, same thing with the task you assigned. This is going to make them feel better to be like, I like my teeth. My teeth are actually really nice. It'll probably make them smile because they have to look at their teeth in the mirror. They're probably going to smile to see them perhaps. Right? So it's like, I associate even those little practices of like gratitude or body positivity. To me, I'm like, I associate sex with that too, because the feeling, and then it makes, it reminds you how well your body works because you can still feel good in sex. Hey, there you go. Yeah. My, but what is the function of my body? Exactly. It can have sex and sex makes my body feel good. So there's another lovely function of my body. You know what I mean? I feel like sex is like something that why I want to do it consistently is that like sex and masturbation um, oh, yeah. connects oh, my me God. Yeah. all the time, baby, all day. <laughs> all um, the time. <laughs> but why I want to do those things on a consistent basis is because it's doing the same thing for me as those affirmations do. It's connecting me with my body, right? I it's it's grounding agree. me in my body. It's getting me out of my head. Like I have a lot of negative self-talk that happens and whatnot. It gets me out of my head and gets me into my body. And it gets me to experience something that that is pleasurable. And even if it's just like literally just making my body feel good, um, then it's doing good for me. You know what I mean? It's outside in work. That's why I love masturbation, because it's self-care. It's self-care. And you're not dependent on getting that feeling or validation or whatever from anybody else. You're going, I know how to do this. I know how to make myself feel good. And that feeling will probably last you the rest of the day or into the evening, whatever time you're popping off. And (laughs) oh yeah, bumping off a big time. (laughs) But like, it's, it's like you're saying, it all just comes back to this like gratitude, which in turn is self care. And it's like, and if you love yourself, you're going to have the better sex. It's like it all, it's just so, it's, so easy but we make it so complicated but it really is so easy to have good sex it actually is quite easy um but it starts with you and you got to do the work 
totally yeah it, you know what i mean you're right about it being like so easy but being so difficult but so difficult because people's self-love journeys are like so complicated and yes. ongoing you know yes and yeah. masturbation is also really important um because if you can learn about your body and then if you practice that self-love with confidence and self-esteem and all this stuff, you can go in bed with someone, you know, someone new, hard to learn sometimes what works for each person. And you can just direct them. You can have the confidence to go, this is what I like. This is what my body likes. I know I'm worth it. Blah, blah, blah. Go here, go here, go here. And now you're doing self-care. Just somebody else happens to be there. So it's like, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's why I love it. That's why I'm such a big, like, and I, so I, this is what I wanted to ask you. This is my big <clears> question. <throat> so during uh, PC, present COVID, during present COVID, I want to know what, what in your interviews that you've had with everybody, what are people saying that aren't quarantined with somebody else? Like, what are the single people saying that haven't been able um, mm. to, I know you guys talk a lot about past stories, but it's like, what's coping skills are people just popping off a bunch or is it like are people feeling the 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 impact of not having that sex like well, what are people saying um in general i think people that are living alone and that you know maybe they're being extra careful maybe they have autoimmune stuff going on yes. where they can't have like a bubble of people yes you know stuff like that so they're truly living alone and not seeing anyone else except very quickly at the pharmacy or gross grocery store um those people for sure for sure for sure are struggling the most and you know depending on your where your mental health baseline is that can be very dangerous um for some people right to not have access to to sex um to even just like touch of any kind right yes um so i feel like what I've learned throughout this, um, I think at the beginning of COVID, I think I was having judgment on people violating, you know, guidelines surrounding COVID. Me as a person who lives, you know, part time with my husband, and has figured out a way that I can see one other partner if I quarantine before and after by myself. So that's me from that very privileged place casting judgment on somebody who is completely alone and has literally no access to touch so me coming around to being like oh my god like I could never not only could I not survive like that and would have to literally find a way to get sex every once in a while um either from a sex worker or from a hookup if you you know try to figure out how to do it safely or or whatever happens to be (laughs) that there honestly me thinking of me being in that position there was absolutely no way I could do it so yeah um me neither yeah so just um trying to really empathize with folks that don't have access and um because yeah because it's it's very 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 hard yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate what you said about the to come clean about having judgment because I was doing the same thing. And it's hard to admit when you've been judgmental because it paints you in a, in a bad light. Right. But it's yeah. like I, I was doing it, too. And I had because you got to remember, right, in L.A., I, you could have sex in the middle of the street. Nobody's going to stop you in right. terms of COVID. That's it. We've all lost. Everybody here has lost their mind. I'm the only person in quarantine. I no swear cares. to God. And yeah. everyone else has gone insane. Everyone. 
and that's but, difficult for you. And I felt the well, same thing. Very of like, difficult. And that's f- the same thing I felt of me being so, so, so strict and so careful and then seeing people who are not and, and being like so angry about it. That's where that judgment came from. You know what exactly. I mean? Because I wasn't getting it. Exactly. And like I had some friends that were like going to quarantine and then get tested and then kind of have uh, a bubble with um, other people and stuff like that. And I was like, casting such judgment and and you know to be like well we're not supposed to do this and well technically it's not safe and you could get COVID after you know yammering on as if I know everything and then it was like when my friend explained to me she hasn't hugged someone in a year I was like oh my god I'm so so like I just immediately my heart sank I, I immediately apologized to her she was she was so great and kind and she understood where I was coming from and now I understand where she's coming from when it was like really simplified, not even sex, just a hug, mm-hmm. touch somebody. And I was like, oh my God, I will say this though. Some, some friends came up with some crafty plans of hooking up with exes because when you meet someone new, can you trust them? This is always the question during COVID. Mm-hmm. But with exes, it's like, I know them. I know their tells. I can, I, I know who I can trust. I know who I can't trust. And I know some people who've been going back to those exes. And I got to say, I'm in full support. Same. Everyone knows, they know it's temporary. They know it's temporary. No one's getting back together. It's just sex. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a genius idea because the trust, right? The trust issues where, like what you just said, quarantine see someone quarantine you can't trust people are going to do that no. you're doing it you're doing a very good job you can't trust people are going to do that no right? not at all exactly but it's like with an ex you're like i we've known each other we were a part of each other's lives if it ended on a good note good enough uh, ne- <laughs> never me never me i those <laughs> listen those exes from the panel hadn't spoken to me in years years and i can't even tell you how many of them wouldn't even get back to me when i messaged them oh my God. yeah i want to know how many exes you messaged here's the thing i messaged eight i got three i messaged eight yeah didn't I, you get two eventually because one didn't end up doing the panel no i got the one said he would he didn't and then i got another one the uh, most okay, recent okay. one um last minute the day to, before to replace because him. <laughs> to replace him because he was an actor and I knew he wasn't doing anything, but he was the one when I broke up with him, he was like, I can't talk to you for a year. And I was like, sounds good. Peace and grease, my man. <laughs> and then <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> I was like, nice. And then when I had him on, I had to confess to him that I had only used him for sex. And he was like, I loved you. And I went, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I lied to you when I told you I did. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I can't, I had to tell the truth. Wow, good and for that you for the telling truth. the truth. That's insane. Yeah. Let's just say let's just say the show didn't get picked up. A little too truthful. <laughs> <laughs> the network was like, when I sent them that cut, yeah. they wrote me back being like, this was this was vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe such a note? Like they they thought it was funny, but they just couldn't believe I did it. And I was like, I didn't even think twice. I was like, yeah, a panel, like you know, Jerry Springer, air it out. Yeah, and, let's uh, talk about real shit. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Not, let's... Like, not this presentational kind Dude, of Dude, it was an stuff. unscripted yeah. show. It's an unscripted show about dating. And really, I'm not going to say that about yeah, the hooking on. up or whatever. It's Elephant like, in the room. then what is the show? Yeah. Then what is the show? How I Met Your Mother? Like, get a life. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? It's like, what are we talking about here? 
<laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. I'm doing oh. a um a dating panel that's using the Would I Lie to You format. Do you know that game show? It's a British game show. Oh, no, but you've got to tell me because this it's sounds so good. juicy. It's so good. I, um, it's the Would I Lie to You format is not about dating. Ours is going to be. But it's basically that uh, two lies are written for you and then you have your truth. Um, and it's, you know, just like a sentence, basically. And then the other people get to interrogate you about it and then they they get to determine whether it's you're telling the truth or it's a lie right so but the, the fun kind of thing is is you haven't seen the lies before so you get the card and it's either going to be the truthful one or the lie but you have to improv to try and just fucking lie your face off oh um, my god but with dating <laughs> but with dating oh, that's, stories that's doing, that's yeah. vicious that one's vicious because people it's like dating such a personal thing and people already have a hard enough time talking about sex and talking about this kind of stuff exactly. so to have to make it up being like this was my spanish lover and they're like oh yeah where'd you mean and you're like um in spain we met at that orgy in spain that i clicked spain on the orgy. facebook group <laughs> and you're spanish like i'm orgy. so sure yeah <laughs> oh, wow we're, we're, we're quite looking forward to it <laughs> I think that sounds great. That's a good idea for dating too. Cause it's the truth. Once it's revealed, it'll be juicy. Dating stories are so juicy. So it's going to be so fun to see which one is the real one. Right. <laughs> Truly. I still have to think of like, I have so many fucking fucked up dating stories. I, I'm going to have to choose one to be the truthful one. So like, I, well, I really got to think on this, you know, there's just listen, so many. <laughs> if, if you need a couple of, uh, you know, you can use this as a true story or as a fake story for you, but if you need a story about having sex up against a chain link fence in an alleyway beside a dumpster, I'm your gal. <laughs> okay, can uh, I can take that? Can I interrogate you about this right now? Please. Okay, where did you meet this gentleman? Chicago. <laughs> where? Like, oh, what was where? the establishment? Yeah. Oh, uh, I.O. Uh, uh, improv formerly Improv Olympic. It's it's uh, closed down now, but an improv theater by Wrigley Field. <laughs> Great. When it was behind, and it was behind the theater mm -hmm. uh, during shows, while shows are happening. Oh, wow. Behind okay, the so theater. Okay, so how did you get from meeting him to being pressed up against a chain link fence behind a dumpster? Well, that didn't happen in the same day. Okay. It was, so it's like, we met, you know, we know each other in the community, see some shows. This, this goes on for like a while, right? And then it was like, we kind of had started seeing each other. We broke up. And then in the breakup, we saw each other at the theater. Course. And he's just like, Can you come, come outside, come talk with me. And I was like, okay. And then, I mean, it, it had to have been a total of two minutes that we talked. So can you, can you tell me what was the, what was the bullshit conversation? The two minute conversation? What was like, what was that about? Good show. Good show. Yep. Okay. First of all, good show. That yeah, was, yeah. yeah, that's a lie. It was not. And whatever. <laughs> And then, what have you been up to? Yeah. Are you seeing anyone? Yeah. I really miss you. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. two minutes right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two minutes is nothing. And then, we didn't get back together. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was just that. Like, it wasn't yeah, I miss like... you, but like, I miss you short term, not like long term. <laughs> I'm not like, I miss you right now. I won't miss like, you tomorrow or the listen, day after. Like we said, Aaron, at some point, you got to pull that tampon out and toss it away. You know what I mean? And that's why we were beside the dumpster, nice and close. 
<laughs> so why did okay tell me why you chose behind a dumpster is it no it was so in the it's like the back of the theater the alleyway where sure. people would like say go to have a cigarette or something right okay so the, it was kind and, of a public throw oh fare. very yes oh my okay. god so you had to get behind something and you chose a dumpster no, we were beside the dumpster. So you could, we weren't even hiding. Like we oh, were just wow. beside a dumpster. And it was up against, that was up against the fence. And then we were up against the fence beside it. So were you worried yeah. someone might come out for a cigarette? Oh, I, I was counting on it, but you know, nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought for sure someone's going to come. Of course I thought someone was going to come. Of course I did. But that did not stop you, clearly. No, it and encouraged anything, you. It, was, it, was, it encouraged me. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, okay, break this down. What happened after, like immediately after? When, I, I had a dress pulled my underwear back on perfect we yep. walked back into the theater i went to the bathroom he went to the bar didn't speak for the rest of the night that was it simple was anything simple. said was anything said? nothing was said and i never told any of my friends i never told anybody and then one day i just tweeted it that it had happened you tweeted it and then yeah one day you hadn't told anyone then one day you decided to tell how many followers Every- do you have <laughs> uh hate to break it to you Almost 3,900. <laughs> All my close friends. <laughs> but yeah, I never told anyone that. Never told anybody. <laughs> yeah. Because you know why I didn't tell anyone? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that... a good question. Yeah, why? Yeah. It's not that I was ashamed. It's a fantastic story. It's but great. it's that I didn't want to be the girl where you go through the breakup and then it's like, oh, you're getting back together with him oh, and how like annoying. Weak. Yeah. And then mm. if you're like, everyone's like, oh, but you know, he did this, he did this. And now we said all this stuff and now you're just going to get back. So I never told him because we weren't getting back together. But I, if I told, then they're going to say, oh, you guys are getting back together. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't want to deal with that. And I was right. We did not get back together. I was right. <laughs> So it was like, I'm glad I didn't say it. Oh, I'm going to get back together with a scumbag that has sex in an alleyway. Please. It's hilarious for me. But for him, you can do better. Come on. Shame, 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 shame. You you couldn't do better, but he could? Is that the narrative? <laughs> no, no, no. It was okay for me because it's funny for me. Like, I'm, yeah, you know, you I'm so funny and funny. It's a tweet. I can tweet about it. But yeah, for yeah. him, it's like, have some respect. What are you doing? Yeah, he wasn't a comedian. He, there was no, no, like, this wasn't material for him in any way. No material in any way, but it's like... You're right, shameful was... in that case. Shame. Shame. <laughs> That's what I say. It is funny about fucking, like, exes. Like, you know, you broke up and then, like, I feel like whenever that happens to me, I'm like, literally, that's my one job right now is to not fuck this person. Oh, my God. I am cold, cold as ice. We break up, you're done. That's it. If someone like wants to get back, and and it since that guy, since that hookup, I've, I've never had sex with an with ex. With an ex? <gasps> yeah, that like yes, that was like after a breakup. If it was something later down the road where it's like a couple years, maybe you're gonna get back together. Like, right. but th- it's not fresh off the breakup. That's what I'm trying to say. Not not fresh. Yeah, yes, that's I don't what do I was it. talking about too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But that, and you're right. It is the main focus because it's like sex. It's like, pe- and look, I have a sneaky feeling you're going to feel the same way as me. People associate sex with like making love and this, this, and this. To me, I'm going, it's just a bunch of body parts all over the Mashed place. Together. Let's ha- mash together. Let's have a laugh. You know what I mean? And it's like, but people, 
if you have sex with an ex, they will think this is a love connection and you guys are still together. And that's why you that's can't. That's the danger. Especially women like us. I'll go ahead and toss myself in this category. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't need you to tell me. I know you are. And we both know I am. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. And I own it. I, you know what? I wish somebody had ever tried to say that to my face. I would have gone, and? <laughs> yes. May I help you? Like, yeah. what of it? Present. Hold my bag? Yeah. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Like, seriously, it's what are you going to say to me? Please, please. Yeah. Like, people didn't even bother saying things like that to me because I, it's so obvious how much I didn't care. So it's like you would have yeah. gotten off better if you'd been like, you're fat or being like, your neck sucks. I'd be like, <gasps> like, I'd be so upset. How you say one you? thing about my body. Of course, I'm devastated. But it's like you say one thing about what I do with that body. Oh, please. Okay. Sorry. I, sorry. I have. Yeah. Sorry. I have confidence and sorry that I have sex and you don't. Bye. And like, sorry, like I like, I get it. Like I go after what I want. I, like I take care of me and my needs. You know what that's, I mean? Like exactly. that's something I should feel bad about. Like yeah, getting, exactly. going and getting what I want. And it's like, if you're being, if people say it's like someone finds out you have sex with whoever, whatever, and they're like, she's being a slut. And I'm like, if I had sex with the same person in a monogamous relationship, Am I also a daily slut? Is that what we're talking about here? Like, what, daily what are sluts? the parameters? Yes. Yeah, daily sluts. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, it's gonna... interesting, like, this conversation surrounding, like, loose women and, like, loose yeah. vaginas. It's like, okay, women... So let me get this straight. People that have sex with lots of different partners, their vaginas are loose, but people that have sex with the same partner consistently for years don't have loose vaginas. Okay. You're going to... Yeah, I'm going to... That makes yeah, sense. That's, that's how you scientific sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you're having a ton of sex over the course of years, you're going to stretch out that vagina. I have news for you. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> you're going to sit here and tell them, it's like, that's the other, that's the other thing too, right? It's like, that's why you just got to look at, no, not you got, anyone can do whatever they want to do. I'll preface it with that. That's why for me, it worked to look at sex just as sex because it didn't say anything about my character or my personality. It was just something I was doing with my body and I guys would see me in a poor light and that I was heartless or this this and this and I had to remind them you're the one that keeps trying to be with me so I must be doing something right (laughs) (laughs) must be not half bad and if I was like so worried about if you love me or for this or this it's like I wouldn't be having as good of sex because it would mean too much to me and have power over me and then I get mad at you so I hold out on sex get real if I'm mad at you I'm going to fuck you even harder. Get you a couple bruises in there. I'll show you who's boss. Punch that pussy out. I'm going to knock you out. (laughs) And I'm just going to put this out there. Like when you're having sex, you're using your vaginal muscles. So that's actually strengthening your vagina. Have really consistent sex, like penetrative vaginal sex. I'm glad you put that out there. Yeah. It's probably the strongest muscle I've got. Sure, people say the glutes because the muscles are so big, but trust me, my friend, I've got a it's the very pussy. strong <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh, wow. Atlanta, we are nearing the end of the hour. Believe it or no! not, already. Oh I know, god. right? I know. I'm having I know. such a good time. No, <laughs> you should co-host. You're right. Your your instinct was correct. Well, Aaron, I'm gonna put this out there so that the people know. I have to get you on the podcast. I have I to. Would this love was. That. I have to. 
and you can still you can talk about anything you want to talk on the old self-esteem party oh, but it's I, like i can cry this hey, connection i can cry baby. I <laughs> i'm can like ladies and gentlemen, don't worry let's go ladies and gentlemen welcome i guess aaron and you're like cool very cool everyone's gonna be like love that last guest of yours slash is she okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slash how's she doing i appreciate it on your podcast that like you do the on, on the one i listen to anyways that you did the intro like after you had done the uh, conversation, like the interview, so that yes. you you got to be like, "Hey, this episode is emotional. I I'm fine. Like you don't yes. have to worry about me. Like I like I like that you got the chance to do that. You're like, okay, don't don't worry about me. Like we talked about emotional stuff, and I had a hard day or whatever it was, but like I'm cool. I'm fine. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> you know what? That's why we had to do that. We had to, we had to do it that way because some of the episodes like they were get they were so all over the place because you never know what kind of mood you're gonna catch yourself in or catch somebody else in that day. Sure, and, and when I, you're talking and, about self esteem, it's like exactly oof, what's gonna come up today, you know? Exactly. So Norm and I switched it where we were like, let's record afterwards, and then that way you can kind of preface it with something. And uh, listen, I'm gonna to bring it back to the beginning since we're nearing the end. Another reason why we put the interviews first is because if there was an audio issue, I could announce at the beginning of the podcast there was going to be an audio issue. Erin, I'm not joking. I'm not even joking. Those were the two reasons why we did it. And hey, it worked out better that way. So there you go. This is a better formatting choice. So, oh okay, God. Alana, where can people find Self Esteem Party? Yes, we are <laughs> at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, by, by the time this podcast comes out, I think a week later or so, we are launching with Sonar. We're very <laughs> excited. So, the podcast is wherever you get your podcast. Um, and we got this cool Sonar uh, page up with. Um, I, I got this new logo done. This fantastic artist did this cool drawing of me. My hair I looks love awesome. It. I love and, it. And uh, yeah, and then I'm at the only Alana Johnson on Instagram and at Alana underscore Johnson on Twitter. And again, if I'm not tweeting about sex on a chain link fence, you better believe I'm tweeting about my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I tweet about my mom like on my professional like pro dom. Oh Twitter, yeah, you gotta so, get I it mean, out. You gotta tweet about your mom. You gotta uh, tweet about your mom. <laughs> So for me, is my Twitter is at the Lady Pim One on Instagram. I'm at the Lady Pim. If you want to do the podcast socials, it's at the Bedpost Podcast on Instagram. We are the Bedpost Show on Patreon and the Bedpost Sex Show on YouTube. As always, you can email me at the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com for anything podcast related, or Lady Pim at protonmail.com for anything domination related. I always like to thank the lady who does the original music for my podcast. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com and I mean this has been such a blast Alana one last huge thank you to you thank you for having me I tell you what it's noon and this was the only way to start my day thank you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna take you up on getting on your pod I would absolutely love to after listening to it I'm like ooh, I'm gonna cry on Alana's pod someday so Let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, we'd love we'd love to get those tears on there. We'd love to get them on there. <laughs> well, thank you, Alana. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. We'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the Bedpost Podcast. Bye. Bye. Fucking bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.